Hello everyone and welcome to The Like-Minded. I'm your host Cami Pons and today we're talking about how to show up in our relationships and for those that we care about most. And the reason that I picked this topic for this week is I feel like a lot of my content is focused on you and you know the relationship that you have with yourself or your mindset um, or how to talk to yourself or about yourself etc and I was thinking and I feel as though you know all of us live in deeply interconnected and communal environments so part of the reason that I think it's so important to talk about investing in ourselves and our mental health and our well-being is that we can show up and support loved ones. Um, And what I mean by like showing up and and supporting is um, like some examples would be, you know, validating other people's feelings or remaining present and focused when they're speaking. Um, Also remaining open and vulnerable and sharing, uh, empathizing, these are just like a few examples. Um, but I do want to mention that, you know, first and foremost, you have to show up for yourself. You know, you have to do all of these things for yourself. Remain present, remain open, remain vulnerable. Um, validate your own feelings, validate your own experiences. You have to fill your own cup in order for you to be able to do all, like all of this with other people. And I know many of us can relate to how far, you know, these little moments go when a friend or a family member, you know, carves out the time or the energy to offer help, to offer kindness, check in randomly, and let's say, like, ask about how our day went or what's going on in our lives, really just creating that meaningful human connection. And I think that this gets harder, you know, as we get older, we may move away to a different city than where our friends or our family lives, or we just get busy, you know, we're all juggling work and hobbies and responsibilities. And I know that I really struggle with keeping in touch with the people that I love and care about most. And all of my friends can attest to this because I'm constantly saying, like, oh my gosh, I'm really bad at reaching out or I'll try harder in the future. So I know the personal struggle. Um, So what do I mean really by all of this? We're going to talk through a little bit um, and just start like with some low lift things that we can do to show up for our people. But before we jump in, I also want to add that you're not always going to be, you know, at 100%. Sometimes we're at 80 or 50 or 20. And we can't always show up and and make an effort to be there for everyone all the time. And no one should expect that from you. Sometimes it's really easy to feel like, you know, you're never doing enough. And I think especially for women, there's kind of this expectation that we always have to be, you know, on the ball. We always have to be everyone for everyone We have to be everything for everyone all the time, but that's just, you know, that's not realistic. And I think also it's really easy to feel like you're never doing enough. So this is just like 10 seconds to allow you to release that pressure 
whether you put it on yourself or society puts that on you or whatever it may be, but really just release that pressure. Um, and your true friends and people that truly care about you, again, like shouldn't expect you to be perfect. They should just, you know, be happy when you show up and, and you're present and you're focused and you're doing the things that work for you with your schedule on your, and on your timeline. And, and that should be enough. As long as you're doing it with authenticity and with genuine love and light. Sometimes I go back and forth whether that like little saying is corny or just really, really relevant. Um, but as long as you're doing things with authenticity and you're genuine about it, perfection doesn't exist. So don't burn yourself out, you know, trying to juggle all of your relationships and and just figure out what works for you and your schedule. All right, so let's jump into it. The first two things that you can do are just super low lift. And all of these examples are things that I try to do within my own life to maintain relationships with friends and family and people I care about. So something I love to do and something I love to be sent to me as well, is sending little pictures and saying, this reminded me of you or thinking about you. And maybe it's something related to an inside joke. Maybe it's just like a beautiful picture of the sunset or the ocean. Um, Don't force it, obviously. Like, don't be disingenuine. But a lot of times I know, like, I'm walking around, I'm living my normal life, and I think in my head or I see something and I think in my head, like, oh, that reminds me of my high school friend or that reminds me of my mom. It's just, you know, going that extra step to take the picture to send it and, like, let them know I'm thinking about you. It's It's a really great way and it's a really easy way to, like, validate and affirm, you know, other people within your life. And then also something I really like to do that's small but I think goes a long way is remembering people's birthdays. You know, putting it in your calendar or writing it down in your notebook or your journal, just keeping track of people's birthdays and sending a short, thoughtful message. You know the people best in your life. Like some people care about birthdays more than others. I know for me in like true Leo fashion, when I get a message from a loved one, it goes a really long way. Like it means so much to me and I love receiving messages on my birthday. But, um, you know, at the at the end of the day, your birthday or someone's birthday is a celebration of them and their life and their existence. And you sending that message, you remembering and then sending that message is just like a small way for you to kind of take part in that celebration. So those are two, and also I'm like trying to keep these short, but those are two more low lift examples of things that I like to do. And then two kind of bigger. um, The first one is really listening to people. Um, And let me like explain a little more. I think this is really big because it's really easy to be there for people on the good days like on the birthdays and for the celebrations and the big milestones. But it's like a little bit harder, you know, holding space for someone when they're struggling. But holding space during these times is really massive. So it's like no judgment, no unsolicited advice, just an open heart and an open mind. Um, And... Some of like the qualities that I value and cherish most within my oldest and closest relationships is first this idea of trust that, you know, like I can trust you to go and vent 
or cry or share something really personal that I'm dealing with and just let it out. But also this like idea of unconditional, like unconditional support, you know, always knowing that they're going to be there for me in the good times and the bad. I'm always going to have a shoulder to cry on. Like I was saying, if I just need to rant or to vent or to cry, like they're going to be there for me. I can pick up the phone and call. I can text. Um, you know, we can meet up in person. I think that's such like a special quality is just being able to like listen empathetically and really be compassionate. Um, and then this kind of falls into the second thing, but it's like this piece of unsolicited advice And I really struggled with this in the past and I still do. It's like something I'm actively working on. But, you know, if a friend or a family is like explicitly asking you for advice, then share away. Um, But I found that a lot of the time, you know, I was sharing very ego driven advice from a place of superiority. And that's like very vulnerable to share publicly, but it's it's true. Um, And I've been doing like a lot of shadow work or like work, you know, related to my ego um, about why I felt and sometimes still do feel the need to give advice when I'm not asked. Um, But it's kind of, you know, stepping back from all of that and realizing that part of holding space for another person is just to validate them and their feelings and their experiences and their thoughts and remaining quiet right? You don't always fully understand the context or the problem at hand, and you never want to offend or cause any more damage, which can be done easily by, you know, sharing advice without having the full story or sharing advice when maybe they're not in a place where they want to hear advice at all. Maybe they just want to rant, you know, and share what's going on, and that's enough for them. So you never want to, you know, cause more damage. Um, And I also think sometimes like a really big part, and this is why I call it like listening, but I feel like a really big part is like all of the nonverbal affirmations. So it's like nodding your head, shaking your head, hugging, you know, if they don't mind physical touch, not everyone is massive in, you know, physical touch, but maybe it's like hugging or grabbing their hand. Um, I think you know, maintaining eye contact also. Um, That's a great way to show that you're present and you're focused and you're listening is maintaining eye contact. So not being on your phone, you know, not not being distracted. I feel like a lot of these non-verbal, I like to call them like non-verbal affirmations is a way for you to still be there for someone without you sharing advice. Because I feel like also... A big thing for me is I felt like in order for me to show that I'm present and I'm listening, it was me responding, you know, me having an answer to whatever you're talking about, when in reality, that's not always the case. Um, And then another example I have is, and this is kind of more recent, I realize as, you know, I've become, gosh, I don't know, I'm 24. That's definitely still young adult. So as I'm, you know, a young adult and I see um, a lot of my friends, you know, branching out and pursuing passions and dreams and hobbies, a big way to show up for people you care about is supporting in these endeavors. This is honestly my favorite because I think it's the most fun in my opinion. Um, 
But, you know, if you have a friend that's pursuing a side hustle, like show up to their events or share their content to your network or, you know, if they come to you and they haven't started anything yet, but they, you know, are like, I want to let you in on a little secret. Like I have this dream of starting this company or whatever, like hyping them up, um, boosting their confidence. Like there is no joy like seeing someone that you love pursue and do something that they love. Um, and seeing them, you know, get excited and have that sparkle in their eye when they talk about something outside of work. It's not, It doesn't always have to be outside of work. Maybe it's something related to work, like they have a new project. Um, or maybe, you know, outside of work, they're, I don't even know, like s- starting a, a candle making company or something, something that's random. But um, yeah, so y- y- anyway, they're, they're doing something, you know, they're pursuing something that they love. Um, and I think sometimes like having the support of those around you is enough to jumpstart an idea that you otherwise are a little bit hesitant on. So it's like providing that jumpstart, that courage, that confidence for the people that you love. And now, like, I'm not saying, like, let's say your sister, you know, started that candle company. Like, I'm not saying go buy 50 candles, but, like, show interest, ask questions, connect them with potential customers. Like, again, keep it genuine. Um, But I think it's, like, scary to make moves and, you know, start on an endeavor. And just, like, allowing them to feel like they're not alone is really massive and a really big way to show them that they have that unconditional support that I was talking about before. I'm going to leave this here, like with these examples. I I do want to do a part two, like some point in the future, but these are honestly like the big things that I'm focusing on within my life with my friends. So I feel like my friends and my family. So I think that that's really about that's that that's why they're really relevant. Um, but I think it's, again, like, I just want to reiterate, it's really easy for us to get wrapped up in our own lives and get wrapped up with ourselves and our responsibilities and and our jobs and all of that. But loved ones are really, you know, what makes life special. We are social beings at the end of the day. And being social and, like, having these genuine, meaningful human connections is great for our mental health, great for our well-being is like a great way to really re-energize. Like I, there's nothing like when you walk away from a great interaction with a friend or a family or a coworker and just feeling energized and like ready to take on, you know, the day or take on the week. So I guess I'm just going to end this with like call your mom or, you know, reach out to an old friend you haven't talked to in a while or tell someone that you care about that you care about them. And I think it's a great way to make someone's day and to just show them, you know, that you are thinking about them, that they're important to you and that you really cherish and value the place that they have within your life. And it's always great to hear that too. Um, So that's all that I have for now. I hope that this content resonated. Thank you so much for listening. And please rate, review, and subscribe on whatever whatever platform you are tuning in from. That's all for now. Thank you.